There were windows on one side that looked out on the main courtyard, and on the other side was a balcony that hung over a sort of atrium with a fountain in the center of it. Lila was at the courtyard windows, checking on their parents' travel carriage, which was being stocked with lap rugs and novels prior to the king and queen taking a journey. Celie stopped jumping. Done, then? Rolf collapsed on Lila's bed, knocking several of the many small cushions onto the floor. You do like to bounce, don't you, Seal? Not anymore, Celie muttered. I'm going to have to start climbing through that fireplace into the new room, Rolf went on, not having heard her. Get in some practice. He held his chest and panted. Celie watched a trunk the size of a coffin being carried out by two burly footmen and loaded into the luggage cart that waited beside the carriage. It would indeed be a long journey her parents were taking, and they weren't taking her with them. Which is why she had been in the throne room, getting underfoot, until Lila had lured her upstairs with a promise of caramel apples. And there's no caramel apples, she griped. Caramel apples? Rolf leaped back off the bed. Where? There will be, Lila said with great patience. Once mother and father are gone. Cook said we could make them ourselves tonight after supper. Excellent, Rolf said. I do like a caramel apple. Also with chocolate on and cinnamon sugar. He rubbed his hands together eagerly. He was tall and blonde, with endearingly crooked front teeth. Celie, who was also blonde but small, she was only just eleven, gave her brother a dark look. I'd rather go with Daddy and Mummy, she said, knowing she sounded like a brat. But if you just want to fill your stomach, you can stay here. Cecilia. Lila's voice was sharp. She was tall, and when she stood shoulder to shoulder with Rolf, their resemblance to the king and queen was both striking and intimidating. You know very well that we cannot go to the College of Wizardry, so there is no need to be rude about it. I know that Rolf can't go, Celie grumped. Her tutor had explained that a king and his heir never traveled together, in case of an accident. But I don't understand why I can't go and see Bran graduate. Because father said no, and father is the king, Lila said. Well, it's a silly reason, Celie said, knowing that she sounded even more childish, but not caring. She ducked between them and out of the room. She paused for just a moment in the hallway, but she heard Lila say, Oh, let her go, Rolf. She's determined to be difficult. So, Celie stomped off down the hall. She found some stairs and climbed them, and then a hallway and more stairs, and just kept going. She didn't have her atlas with her, and wasn't sure she'd ever seen this particular staircase. But she was trying too hard to hang on to her disagreeable mood, and told herself she didn't care if she got lost.
Not that she thought she'd get lost. All of the royal children knew the rules very well. And besides, it was fairly obvious that the castle liked them. But Celie was trying to make an atlas of Castle Glower, the first ever, and normally carried colored pencils and paper with her to sketch anything she hadn't seen before. So far, she had three hundred pages of maps, and could get to most of the major rooms, winter and summer dining halls, chapel, library, throne room, in record time, as long as the castle wasn't bored and looking to stretch. But all she found at the top of the stairs was a small round room. Still, she didn't want to stomp back down the stairs just yet, so she stayed to explore. The room had windows that looked in all four directions.